Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Our God is an awesome God. Man, I am excited tonight because our God is an awesome God. I'm going to be excited tomorrow morning because God is an awesome God. I'm going to be excited tomorrow afternoon because God is an awesome God. Because you know what? He never changes. So if he's awesome right now, guess what? He's going to be awesome in five minutes from now. He's going to be awesome one hour from now. Amen. So I'm excited. Well, welcome tonight. A couple quick announcements. If you're here for Growth Track... So if you were here and you thought I was going to teach on Growth Track, uh, I'm not going to do that. This is our prayer service in here. So Growth Track is actually downstairs. Uh, if you go out uh, through those doors and turn left, there's a little sign that says Growth Track downstairs. So uh, if that's where you thought you were going, you can get, go ahead and leave now if you want. Or if you just want to stay for this week and catch up Growth Track next week, whatever. Uh, but that is downstairs. So what I want to do is I want to start with a testimony. Can we do that? Can we do that? So... Uh, I have, it's actually an honor and a privilege, actually Liz and I get a chance to talk to Pam every day. And uh, yesterday, I actually got to talk to Pastor. And it was such a blessing uh, to hear his voice as it was a little bit garbled, you know, as he just got the breathing tube out, probably less than, you know, 24 hours from when I actually talked to him. Uh, And he was just... Uplifting, encouraging, thankful for all of you guys and all of the prayers and all of the social media stuff. And Pam has been reading that stuff to him. So that's part of the testimony. The second part of the testimony is what we talked to Pam today. And we did post this on social media. But here's a quick update for those that maybe don't check the app or Facebook or wherever. But here's the update from Pam. Pastor continues to make amazing progress. And basically what she said was, for every day, he makes as much progress as a normal person makes in a week. So what he has done between like the past three days would have taken someone three weeks to do. He has done it in three days. His recovery is accelerated. The doctors are amazed. They're like, he's, in, he's like in the ICU, but they're trying to get him out because he doesn't need to be there, but there's no beds available anywhere else. The doctors are just amazed. And what's that? All the staff love him, and the nurses love him, and it's pastor. Oh, my goodness. He is witnessing the people just through his life, through what he says. So, I mean, he's reaching people for Jesus in Maine right now. So he's still fulfilling the mission and calling on his life. Um, It was really good. So today, he stood up. He stood up. So you got to think, a week and two days ago, he was not standing. He was not breathing. There was a lot of things he wasn't doing, but today, just nine days later, he is standing up. Unbelievable. What an amazing testimony. And they did a heart calf procedure to check, maybe because they couldn't still figure out what the problem was. Well, hallelujah, they found the problem. There was a little vein on the back of his heart that wasn't operating correctly, that they saw that, they didn't catch it in the other tests. They put a stint in while they were in there. Stint. 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 I'm not a medical expert, obviously. 
And they got that taken care of. And from what they know, there is no more surgeries needed. He is done with the medical procedures. It is now just rehabilitation and getting everything back to where it goes. So his goal now is to walk. So right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that he will walk. He will run. And he will be running around this church again. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for that. We can see, I mean, I can see it right now. I can see it right now. I can see it happening. He is not going to just walk. He is going to run in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for that ahead of time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Did I miss anything on the testimony? Was that it? Was that good? Okay. Anyway, would you keep lifting him up in prayer and lifting Pam up in prayer too? Uh, she's, she's excited. She's excited. She's like, man, Jim is just... He's doing, well, she calls him Jim. We call him pastor, right? But she's like, Jim is this and Jim is that. And he's just loving, I mean, he's just, it's like he's just in a really, he's happy, which is good. Amen? Amen. Happy to be alive. He is alive. Okay, so uh, a couple quick things. Offering, uh, on Wednesday nights, we do not collect uh, offering uh, like on the buckets like we do on Sunday. So there's an offering uh, envelopes in the back there. There's also an offering box. You can just slip it on the way out. Uh, when you leave, and if it's on your heart to do something specific for Pastor Jim and Pam, uh, you can do that, of course. Uh, at this point, we don't know of any financial need that they have, uh, but if you want to do something specific for them, you can do that. Just write it on your off- offering envelope in the other line. Just say, this is a gift for Pastor Jim and Pam, and we'll make sure they get it. So let's pray over that, and we'll pray over tonight's message. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for every gift and giver, Lord. We thank you that you are the God of multiplication, Father, you take what we have and make it more. You somehow take the 90% and you make it greater than the 100%. And we don't know how you do it, but you do it. And you have proved faithful over and over and over and over to do it. And we just lift up the finances of this church. We lift up the finances of every person here, every person who listens to this recording in the future, Lord, that their finances are blessed they are prosperous. They are overflowing with abundance because we, we and you, Father God, collectively want to see your kingdom expanded. And we just thank you for your will to be done. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So tonight, if you want to open up your Bibles uh, to John 16. So for those who haven't maybe been here before to the prayer night, I'm going to give a short teaching, typically short. And then um, we will go into just a time of corporate prayer. We'll turn the music back on like it was, and we're just going to pray. We're going to walk around and pray, come up to the altar and pray. Uh, We can just spend some time praying, and then at the end I'll come up, or Liz Liz will come up, my wife, she'll come up, and we'll just do kind of like a closing collective uh, congregational prayer together at the end. But open up to John 16, and what I've been talking about on Wednesday evenings is prayer. Yeah, prayer. This is what we're here. We're talking about prayer. I won't always teach on prayer, but I really feel led to continue to teach on prayer. What we've been talking about is how prayer is a relationship. It's a communion with God. It's a two-way street. It's a a relationship. This is a relationship, a back and forth. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that tonight, some more specifics on how to do that, what does that look like, and how do we really have this back and forth conversation. And we started teaching two or three weeks ago on the Lord's Prayer. And it's just really been on my heart. I just keep reading it and reading it and reading it. And I keep feeling like there's something more in there. Well, somebody here who's here tonight gave me a book that I just started reading. And it like everything that I've been teaching on, and she was led to give it to me. So everything I was teaching on, everything I was praying about 
was completely just wrapped up in this nice little package in like chapter one. And I'm just like, yes, this is exactly it. This is what I've been saying. This is what I've been feeling. So it's confirmation. And so here tonight, I wanted to let you know what that is. Okay, you ready for this? Okay, the purpose of prayer. We talked about being in a relationship. But the purpose of prayer is to see his kingdom come. His will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. This is the Lord's Prayer. This is what we were talking about. So, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Come where? Come here. Come here. Thy kingdom come. His will be done where? Here. On earth as it is in heaven. So the purpose of prayer is to say, Lord, what is your will? Bring your will to this earth. What is your will? What does your kingdom look like? Well, tell you. What do you, what do you think heaven looks like? You think there's... Do you think there's sickness in heaven? think there's poverty in heaven? Do you think people are having relationship problems in heaven? No. No, 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 they're not. So our prayer, our alignment, we know what his will is. His will is to heal us. His will is to, make, to meet every need that we have. And the beautiful thing is when we pray and we align ourselves with his will, this is what we're asking for. It's heaven on earth. This is an actual possibility. This is what Jesus has said. Jesus is he's telling us. It, Jesus tells us how to pray. It's the Lord's Prayer. He's specifically saying, this is how I want you to pray. Which means this is what we, as a congregation and as a Christian, have to pray. Lord, your will be done here, on earth as it is in heaven. It's going to be great when we get there, but it can be great here. We don't have to wait. Heaven on earth. It's more than just like a song that we sing. Right? Wasn't there a song? Ooh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Something, there's a place on earth, something, heaven on earth. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, guys, you do not want me singing. Russ and I have had conversations about, man, I would love to be a worship leader. Like, if I could just be a worship leader, you know, and he's just like, no, 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 no. No, 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 you don't, you don't want to do that. You don't. We want the church to grow, and we want heaven on earth. <laughs> we want heaven on earth, and Jason, you singing up there is no type of heaven on earth. <laughs> so God's will is that none shall perish. God's will is that people live victorious lives. God's will is that people will be healed. God's will is that relationships will be strong. That is what his will is. And so when we truly pray, this is what we're asking for his will to be done. Heaven on earth. So when we see mountains move and we see chains broken, it's just to make heaven on earth. It's just to show there is heaven on earth. And one thing he revealed to me, this is very interesting, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about this on Sunday, I think, either this Sunday or the next Sunday. But what I've noticed, and don't quote me on this totally, but miracle after miracle after miracle that I'm reading in the book of Acts is not happening in the church four walls. I'm like, well, where's the miracle when they were like all together? Wait, no, they prayed together and the miracle happened over here. The miracle happened over here. When they were walking to the church... They saw a man begging, and they noticed him, and God put him in their path, and they prayed for him in Jesus' name, and he was instantly healed. But they weren't at the church yet. So there is so much outside of this church. His will be done. Heaven on earth, more than just in these four walls, but everywhere that we go, in our workplaces, in our schools, everywhere that we go. That's exciting to me. So Jesus' ministry, and this is what I love about Jesus' ministry. He said this a couple times. I only will do what I see my father do. 
I only will say what my father will say. He's basically mimicking, right? Because he's, he's God and man, but he's mimicking his father. Did Jesus go around like putting sickness on anybody? No. Did Jesus go around rebuking people and just yelling at them and condemning them? No. He came to save and to heal and to encourage. And this is heaven on earth, guys. This is what he wants, and this is what he's asking us to do as a church as well. So you see all these signs and wonders and acts, and it's just, I love it. And this is what I wrote down. So we must believe that he can and will still do these miracles. For what purpose? To bring God's kingdom to earth. To bring his kingdom to earth. On earth as it is in heaven. And nowhere can I find in the Bible it says it's going to stop. Those miracles, oh, that's it, they're done. Don't read that, don't see it, can't find it. So the life of Jesus, I don't need you to turn there, but in Matthew 26, I just want to talk a little bit more about what Jesus said in his life, and we'll get into John 16 here in just a minute. Matthew 26 and verse 39, it says, He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. As the Father wills. As God wills. And it says in the Bible that he said that prayer three times. Right? He went, they were sleeping, he went back and did it again. He went, they were sleeping again. Come on, guys, wake up. And he did it again. Three times he said the same prayer. He was aligning his will with the Father's. When we know the Father's will. And what do we know? How do we know what the Father's will? It's right here. It's right here. The Word, it's right here. The Word is right here. And Jesus came to earth in flesh. But what is, Jesus is the Word. And the Word was God, and He is God, and He came in John 1, 14. He came in the flesh. He's the Word. So when we say, in the name of Jesus, it's the Word. We're saying, in the name of Jesus, over every situation, it's the entire Word of God over that situation. So tonight I want to say, like, okay, well, this is good. It's good, Pastor Jason. I hear you saying all this, but how do I know specifically what to do? It doesn't say in the Bible specifically, take my house, I'm going to sell it, and I'm going to move to this new house. Like, I can't find that anywhere. I don't know if you could find it anywhere, but like we have decisions in our life that we have to make that it doesn't always give you the exact answer here. Should I quit my job and go to this other job? <laughs> Pastor Jason, quit the... Uh, no. Right? Like, you, like, I can't find it. Like, I don't have anything specific in there. It's not there. I can't find it. So what do we do? What do we do? And so my wife and I, we have this little saying that we say at our house. And I want to share it with you. And I hope that it helps you tonight. And it's just this little saying that we say when there's a situation in our life that we, there's no, like, specific answer. Like, should we buy this or not buy this? Should our kid go to Pittsburgh or Texas for ballet? Should our kid... All these decisions that you all have in your life. And it's this little phrase. Worship and pray and hear from God. Worship. Align ourselves with Him. Pray. You have a request. I get it. So ask Him what the answer is. And then be still. And wait. And hear from God. John 16. We ready? I'm going to start in the beginning. I'm going to read through a, a portion of John 16. I'm going to stop every once in a while and just make a few comments about what I'm seeing here. All this I have told you so that you will not fall away. 
that they will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think they are offering a service to God. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. I have told you this so that when there comes, when their time comes, you will remember that I warned you about them. I did not tell you this from the beginning because I was with you, but now I'm going to him who sent me. None of you asked me, where are you going? Rather, you are filled with grief because you have, because I have said these things. But, I love that, but, very truly, I tell you, it is good, it is for your good that I am going away. It is for your good that I'm going away. Because unless I go away, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I'll send them to you. So you think about the disciples, like, of course they didn't want him to go away, right? I mean, if you were, like, hanging with Jesus, like, 24-7, like, you would be like, man, I don't want you to go away. I mean, I want you to stay here. And he's telling them, like, guys, time out. You're with me. You know me. You see me. You have a relationship with me. But it's even good for you that I go. Good for them. They were with him. How much better it is for us. That he went to heaven at the right hand of the Father and sent the Advocate, sent the Holy Spirit. So when we can worship and pray and hear from God, we can hear from the Holy Spirit. And he can speak to us and he can lead us and he can guide us in our lives. So it's really a good thing that Jesus left. And we all know that, but I'm just saying it's a good thing because the Holy Spirit could come. In verse 8 it says, when he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin because people do not believe in me. About righteousness because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer. And about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. <laughs> so he's just like, man, if I just keep dropping this on you, you're not going to be able to handle this anymore. So I have to go. And i got to let the Holy Spirit come and continue to teach you in all the ways of the word. And then he said, the spirit of truth comes. The spirit of truth comes. We talk a lot about God the Father. We talk a lot about Jesus. But there's the Holy Spirit. And he comes to speak to us, to lead us, to guide us, to be our advocate, to tell us things that we need to know, the specific things that we need to know about life and about his word that can absolutely revolutionize our life. So he comes, the spirit of truth comes, and he will guide you into all the truth. So he is truth, and he guides us how? Into the truth. Into the truth. So situation in your life, you're not sure what to do, where to go, we worship, we align our will to God, and we pray, we present that request, and then we be still. And listen. Listen. That two-way relationship, he will give us the answer. And that answer is just coated with peace. The answer is coated with peace. When you think you have the answer and your fear is rising up in you, it's not from God. He does not operate in fear. Fear and faith cannot operate in the same spot. He's not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. So that sound mind understands the truth and the truth of the Holy Spirit will guide you in that truth. Not in fear, but in love and in peace and in soundness in your mind and in all things that pertain to you. 
He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will only speak what he hears. I love that because this is what Jesus just said earlier. He said, I'm only gonna, I can only do what I see the Father do. And the Holy Spirit's only going to say what God wants to say. So it's all linked together. It's all one. Only what the Father says. We have a good, good Father. How do we know? Because look at the life of Jesus. Look what the Holy Spirit does for us. If they're only doing and saying what God, the Father, wants them to say, he's a good, good God. He will glorify me, verse 14, he will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. The Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus. The Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus. And Jesus is the word, so the Holy Spirit always aligns with the word. Always aligns with the word. So you think the Holy Spirit is telling you something and it does not align with this? You're not hearing correctly. I suggest you go back and listen again. And when it does align and you do have peace, you can be assured that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Verse 15, it says, All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. He will make all things known. Everything that pertains to you. The Holy Spirit is available to teach us, to guide us, to help us, to lead us. We can worship, we can pray, and we can hear from God. There is example after example in our own life that I'm not going to get into a lot of them, but I'm telling you, and maybe it's my background, I like formulas and stuff like that, but this is not a formula so much as this is a truth of the Word of God. We have the Advocate. He's called the Holy Spirit. He's here to help us, to lead us, to guide us. And he knows the answer, the right thing to do in every situation. And we have to just pause sometimes for a second. Just pause for a second. Too often, I think as, probably as humans, and then as Americans, and then as in this century, it's everything's right away. If I can't get the answer right away, I'm going to make a decision one way. I'm just going to go this, go this, go that, go this. And man, are we, is God teaching us in our life, like, whoop. Slow down. Take a breath. Hear from me. Let me lead you. Let me guide you. Let me help you. Stop making the snap decisions. And sometimes you've got to turn left or right, literally, on the road. So ask, receive, and like go. Okay, you don't want to hold up traffic, but you guys get what I'm saying. There are decisions in life we make these snap decisions too quickly. And over and over we've got these examples. And I just want to, I want to share with you something the Lord had given, you know, I worship and I prayed and I heard from God and I wrote a list of a bunch of stuff down of what he wanted me to go do. And I did all of them but one. And I did. I was, I was, I'm doing this. God, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Why do I feel like I not have the answer? Why do I feel like nothing is moving, nothing's happening? It's happening. And he took me back and he said, you haven't done what I've asked you to do. And there was this one thing left on the list. This is years. Years. I mean, he told me these things, and I thought I was doing them all. And he reminded me, he says, Jason, you're not, you haven't done this one. And I'm telling you, my wife is my witness, as a testimony, the day I started doing that last thing on the list, heaven's gates opened wide. 
Things were moving. Things were happening. I mean, it was absolutely unbelievable. And it was the Holy Spirit reminding me over and over and saying, Hello, there's that one thing you still haven't done. And so if you are not getting answers to your prayers, or you're like, the Lord's not speaking to me, has he already told you what to do and you haven't done it yet? Is there something he's already told you to do that you haven't done? God wants us to walk in obedience. And he gave us this Holy Spirit, this amazing thing, to tell us, to lead us, and to guide us. But guess what? We kind of have to do what he's telling us to go do. And so many times it may not look to the world as, well, that's not the wise thing to do. <laughs> Jason and Liz, you guys are leaving GE and selling all your stuff. And why do you want to suffer? These, these are things that people have told us. Why do you want to suffer? Suffer? Like, the Lord told us to do it. We have to go do it. There's not, there's not suffering. It's we have to go do it, but it doesn't make any sense to the world. But last time I checked my Bible is we're not to be conformed to this world. Right? We have, we're not to be conformed to this world. We are to be different. We are to be transformed. And so when we hear from the Holy Spirit and we have peace in that decision, we start walking into it and everyone's like, what are you doing? Time out. This is what the Lord said to go do. So I'm going to end with this. Acts 21, verse 10. This is Paul. And he's saying, and, and he's, he wants to go somewhere, and the people around him, other believers in this case, are like, don't go, don't go, don't go. Let's watch this. Acts 21, verse 10. And as we stayed many days, a certain prophet named Agabus came down to, from Judea. And we had come to us, he took Paul's belt, bound his own hands and feet, and said, thus says who? The Holy Spirit. So he's hearing from the Holy Spirit. So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Now when we heard these things, both we and those from that place pleaded with him not to go to Jerusalem. Don't go! Don't go! Wait, the Holy Spirit said this is going to happen. Paul knows he's supposed to go do this, but everyone around him saying, don't go! Don't go, don't go, don't go! Don't go up there. And then Paul answered, what do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. He knew what he was supposed to go do. He's a man who worshipped and prayed and heard from God, and no one was going to deter him from what he was, knows was the right thing to go do. <clears throat> and so, I love verse 14. And so when he would not be persuaded, we ceased. <laughs> Like, okay, we are fighting a losing battle. This man has heard from God, and he's going, so we're just going to, like, chill out. And then they said, the will of the Lord be done. So back to where I started. The will of the Lord. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I want to be as assured of the next step I need to take. And I want you to be as assured of the next step that you need to take in your life next decision that you need to make. And so tonight, when we are praying, I want you guys to focus on worshiping, praying, and hearing from God. Let that Holy Spirit speak to you. Should I start the business or shouldn't I? Should I do this or shouldn't I? Ask him those questions. Be still and wait. You may get the answer right away. You may get it tonight. You may get it tomorrow morning. You may wake up in the middle of the night and get the answer, but the answer is going to come. Because he promises he's our advocate who's going to guide us in all truth. 
and there's truth available in every one of your situations. So stand with me tonight. I'm going to just pray over these prayer requests. And we're going to turn some music on and we're just going to pray wherever, like I said earlier, you want to come up here and pray, you can pray. You want to walk around, you can pray. These prayer requests I'm going to pray over here are the ones that were submitted on Sunday morning. And so we're going to come into agreement when two or more are gathered together, he hears us and he answers our prayers. So Heavenly Father, we just come to you tonight. Oh, Father, we thank you. We thank you for sending your son, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that he bore our sickness, our pain, our sins, that you rose him from the grave. And Lord, we're so thankful that you took him to heaven with you so that the Holy Spirit could come down and be with us and lead us and guide us and be in us, with us, and among us. And so, Father, we lift up these prayer requests. Father, we pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Over every one of these prayer requests that were lifted up, we pray for wisdom and strength for someone's friend. We pray for their child and their classmates for answers and for total healing. We pray for peace and healing over a man's sister. We pray for their upcoming back surgery. We, we call that back healed in Jesus' name. Guide the doctor's hands, Lord. Or bring supernatural healing before the even surgery happens. We thank you for that complete healing and speedy recovery. Father, we lift up Pastor Jim and Pam. We thank you, Father God, that what happened at that heart catheterization, what happened through this whole process is an absolute miracle. Lord, you say you bring things from death to life. You brought our pastor from death to life. You brought him from death to life. And he stood today, and he's going to be walking and running soon. And we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for testimony after testimony. We thank you, one that came in on Sunday, for a healing of a knee. We thank you, Father God, for restoration of relationships. We thank you, Father God, for every answered prayer you have done, you are doing, and you will do. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, you are an awesome God. You are an awesome God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's, let's just go into a time of prayer together tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Send them all. Is there anything that is impossible for the Lord? Is there anything that he cannot accomplish? Where is the place that he cannot reach? Where is the height that is too high or the depth that is too low that he cannot rescue? For he is God over the heights, and he is Lord in the depths. There is nothing that he cannot do. Last song, or the previous to last song, was your great name. And as we close tonight, I just want to repeat those words over you, over me, over our church, over this city, over every issue that's going on in your life, over every pain that's in your body, over relationship that needs restored. It says the lost are saved and they find their way at the sound of your great name. All condemned 
feel no shame at the sound of your great name. Every fear has no place at the sound of your great name. The enemy, he has to leave at the sound of your great name. Jesus, worthy is the Lamb that was slain for us. Son of God and man, you are high and lifted up. That all the world will praise your great name. All the weak find their strength at the sound of your great name. Hungry souls receive grace at the sound of your great name. The fatherless, they find their rest at the sound of your great name. The sick are healed and the dead are raised at the sound of your great name. Jesus, worthy is the lamb that was slain. Son of God and man, you are high and lifted up and all the world will praise your great name. Oh, Father, we thank you for that great name. We worship you for that great name. We thank you, Father, that everyone in here who has a need of healing, we speak the name of Jesus over their bodies and we call them healed in your name. We thank you, Father God, that those who are hungry receive grace. Those who are weak will find their strength. Those who are in fear will find their peace because of your great name. Because of your great name. The name of Jesus. And Father, as we go tonight, Lord, remind us throughout this week to worship and to pray and to hear from you. Lord, we lift up everything that concerns us, both personally, for our church, for our city, for our state, for our country, for our world. And Father, we pray tonight that your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. amen. Thank you for coming tonight. And we will see you Sunday or next Wednesday or Sunday or whenever. We'll see you soon. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.